Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu. Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. We travel to see what's around the bend and what we're capable of. And now Capital One's new class of travel card can keep up with you. Introducing Venture X from Capital One. With 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy. Venture X, for those always asking, where next? Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Today on the Zapecast, move over McCaskey family, Aaron Rodgers remains your daddy. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me with a long to-do list. Week 6 recap in the NFL, the Porta Potty Christmas card for the Taylor family, Ed Orgeron's buyout, and Diana Taurasi a sore loser. All that plus a rousing FTG. Your 40-minute uncensored Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Tuesday, October 19, 2021. Thank you for downloading. This was the soundbite of the weekend in the NFL. Rodgers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs. And Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score. Right on cue, Joe. And there it was, I own you, I own you all my effing life. Aaron Charles Rogers. As I said jokingly in a bit of a swerve this morning on 97.3 The Game to my sometimes Rogers-hating buddy Getter, I said what a fitting way for Rogers to go out as a Packer in his final game at Soldier... Oh, oh, did you, did you want this to continue? This dominance of your division rival, funny because in the summer and in the spring and in the long offseason, there was many people like Gitter who had grown tired of Rogers' quote, antics and didn't like his Hollywood flair or perhaps the controlling Yoko Ono-like girlfriend turned fiancé, soon-to-be wife. And the passive-aggressive, beautiful mystery. And I don't know, man. And what is he going to do? And the trade demand before the draft. They hated all this. And I said, listen, never 
get out of the Rodgers business. Not until he is so bad that it's so painful that you can't endure anymore, that he is stumbling around. Take it to the Ben Roethlisberger point and then go another mile after that before you say, you know what? Probably should move on. Don't move on from this ever. So you think about it that way. Like, that was a great play. Won the game. Did the championship belt. Talk shit to the Bear fans. God, I love this. Isn't this great? 22-5 and five against our hated rival and... What's that? We're going to let him leave? We're going to trade him? Oh, why are you going to do that? Now, Rodgers has a lot of leverage going into this offseason. We're not even there yet, but you know he's going to. You know he's not going to drop off and play significantly from here until the end of the season. You know they're going to be a playoff team and probably make some noise, might even make the Super Bowl, might even win it. After this year, Rodgers has one more year to swim, and then he can walk out the door if he wants to to any team he wants to. The Packers have no leverage over him in 2023. And so now you see what I've been screaming all along. He's going to be good into his early 40s easy. 42 is the new 35. He'll get there. And I don't think he's going to want to quit anytime soon. So it'll be interesting, but what a highlight play. Now, granted, it's a 17-14 game. Four minutes and change to go. Hits a big shot to Devontae Adams for 41 yards. Almost tiptoed down the sideline and got in. And then, of course, made the play that he makes a lot. And Alec Ogletree, you'll learn, took one and a half steps the wrong direction. And by the time he realized it, it was too late. Rodgers to the pylon. Put another dagger in the hearts of Bear fans when it comes to Aaron Charles Rodgers. More on the NFL coming up with... Our man, Jay Cottrell, in just a second. If it seems like the world has gone completely batshit crazy and a little bit scary, the answer is it has. And I have been noticing it. I haven't talked about it here on the podcast. In part because, well, it's too depressing at a certain level. But secondly, there's not much to really comment on anymore. It's so off the rails. It is so unhinged from reality and logic and good governance and everything else, what are you going to do? Here's a perfect example. By the way, rest in peace, Colin Powell. Died at 84, they say, due to complications from COVID-19. Now, he also had cancer and some other health issues, and I should point out he was 84 years old. 84-year-olds pass away. It's higher than the average life expectancy here in the States. But... It doesn't stop certain people, especially idiots on Twitter, from coming out and saying the most insane things. This guy, Jeff Tiedrich, who is, I guess, described as a blogger, musician, Democrat activist, and you know, quasi-gonzo left-wing journalist, tweeted, quote, Colin Powell didn't die because he was vaccinated. He died because you weren't. And there you go, people. That guy, Jeff Tiedrich, really believes that with all of his fervent vaccine-mandating heart. And you're not going to change his mind. You can't show him enough graphs or charts or argue with him passionately or calmly or anything else. By the way, he's the same guy who tweeted back in August of last year to Herman Cain, also passed away, also had cancer also tangled with COVID-19. He tweeted at 
Herman Kane. Bro, remember when you refused to wear a mask and now you're dead? Fun times. Fun times. What is wrong with people? How do their brains get so broken that they would actually tweet that? Anyone with a brain that's been following what's going on and understands the scope of things right now, we are no longer in a pandemic. We are in an endemic. COVID-19 is here. It's everywhere. It's going to be around forever, basically. There's no way to stop it. There's animal reservoirs it can hide in. It's going to mutate over time into different variants. We have vaccines for them, which appear to do some good, but they're appearing to wear off in a fairly quick amount of time, five, six months, maybe. They're more like a therapeutic, and there's a value in a therapeutic as long as it doesn't have any really bad long-term side effects. And right now, it looks like that's the case. But here's the trick, long-term. We've had the vaccines for less than a year. Less than a year ago, Trump was still president, The election had not happened, and Democrats were running around screaming, I wouldn't take this vaccine. I don't trust Trump, as if he's there cooking it up himself. So long term, you know, we don't know. We've we've had these things now out there for a a, a year and a half, two years max from the start of their testing and whatnot, and we'll see how they perform over time. Let's hope they don't have any long-term side effects, but... When Fauci was saying that the vaccines are nearly 100% efficacious, using a fancier word than needed to sound smarter than he is, turns out that was not case, that not, not, not the case. <clears throat> not 100%. Dwindling to as low as 40% over six months' time. But hey, boosters, boosters. They're free. Get boosters. Boosters to the moon and then some. But Colin Powell, according to this guy, didn't die because he was vaccinated He died because you weren't. That's the firm belief of many people. Way too many. The world's gone crazy. In Canada, a memo was sent out to all government employees that states specifically the use of the wording, let's go Brandon, or any variation thereof under any circumstance is banned by the Canadian Public Service. Yes, the Let's Go Brandon, which was the Fox commentator mistaking fuck Joe Biden to be Let's Go Brandon for the winning NASCAR driver Brandon something or another. They now sent out a memo in Canada banning the use of it. The world's gone fucking crazy. Chicago Museum fires all of its mostly white female financially well-off docents or guides for lack of diversity. That's right, the Chicago Art Institute used to have more than 100 docents, as they're called. 82 of them were still active. It's a voluntary position. I don't know if it's paid or not, but they had to go through a significant number of hours of training to be able to be decent tour guides. They were just told, too old, too white, too privileged, you're fired. The world has gone fucking crazy. Headline, Illinois mom allegedly shoots man dead after he refused to kiss her. (laughs) Do I need to go any further on this one? The world's gone fucking crazy. And then the world's gone scary. China has apparently successfully tested a hypersonic outer space nuke. According to officials, U.S. 
intelligence agencies were stunned at the feat and taken by surprise when China apparently pulled this trick off back in August. A hypersonic missile capable of flying in low Earth orbit at 21,000 miles per hour that can evade our north-facing anti-ballistic missile defenses that are stationed in Alaska and, I guess, shooting over the North Pole. Good. The missile can get anywhere in the world in minutes. Cannot be stopped. Allegedly capable of carrying nukes. Good times. Hey, this is why I talk sports more than I talk everything else, right? (laughs) Packers, 24, Bears, 14. And the beat goes on. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with MyBookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than MyBookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, and when you win, get paid. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Good evening. Good evening, Jay. How are you, my friend? I am fine. Thank you for asking. (laughs) We have an absolute abundance of topics, so we better get cracking on it. But let me start by saying, wait, what? What did I do wrong on Darnerian McCants? Okay, you and... I I didn't like the way that you and Andy were making fun of this guy. I, I knew him when he was like 15... He's a great. You sullied his name a little. Bit. Okay, so he, he's a say. good dude. What did I call him? A slappy, a nobody, a jabroni, yeah, I mean, a jobber. He, you know, he was okay. not a bad guy. He was just a very minor character in the long-running I, Redskin drama. But he was not a dick. He was no Albert Connell. Wasn't Haynesworth. Okay. 
All right. Didn't steal but, money like Dion. Wasn't a shit heel like Jeff George. <laughs> I have, I, like, like I texted you before, I, I coached him in high school. No so way. Soft, yeah. You coached the great Darnarian McCants in high school. Yes, Darnarian McCants. He, he is a product of the Arundel High Wildcats. Uh, he came in in his junior year, and I remember during tryouts because he was athletic as fuck. Yeah, he made the NFL. I, he made the NFL, yeah. Jay, even for a brief hot second. That's pretty good. Oh, by the way, didn't play football until his senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And got a and got a D one anyway. Pretty good. And I remember him. And I remember him just jumping out of the gym. But during the he was very raw. And I remember one. We had a bet that at some point during the year he would score for the other team because he was because like he he wasn't basketball savvy, but he no. was athletic, athletic as hell, and a great kid, and one of my favorites, Darnarian McCants. All right. Well, that said, let me yes. direct my ire towards the utter bullshit ceremony that Dan Snyder and company whipped up on literally four days' notice. The crown jewel of what a poorly thought out, if thought out at all, series of PR events had to be Sean Taylor's family posing for a photo in front of Sean Taylor Way, a sign for the road leading into FedEx Field, and the sign was right in front of a giant bank of porta potties are you fucking kidding me i mean seriously that's the worst dumbest thing i've ever seen nobody thought to go hey uh if we're gonna have a photo here these are gonna be in the background it's going to look like uh shit if you pardon the pun how does that happen jay uh because danny wrote a big check to chantelle's family and no, but how does it happen that nobody says, oh, oh, oh. They could have put because, that sign that says Sean Taylor Way anywhere along a two-mile stretch of road. Well, when you have eight fans left, nobody cares. Well, but that's the thing. Like, whoever is planning this shit has no sense of, hold on a second. Here's the, here is the sign that says Sean Taylor Way. They're probably going to want a picture. Should we put the porta-potties here? It's just stunning. Then the 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 other there's four pictures that were like you got to be kidding me. The other picture was of Sean Taylor's number being painted onto the field, but not oh, on the field yeah. of play on, on the sideline. Side right? Yeah. Probably because it takes a special request to the league office to put that number on the playing field itself. They got very strict guidelines about that, right? So at the last minute, they're like, all right, fuck it, we'll paint on the sideline. But then they roped that area off and allowed VIPs of the other team to stand on the logo, which led to one Jackson Mahomes, I guess the younger brother of Patrick, who I've never heard of before. I saw the name. I was like, who is he? Yeah, Cutting a TikTok video of him dancing on the Sean Taylor tribute number. Holy fuck. Number two, number three was Dan Snyder took a picture with the family in his suite. He is wearing this triple X sized pullover hoodie and has a scraggly beard and looks like he just rolled out of bed. I'm like, really? It couldn't. You add all this up, Jay. It's almost like they were trying to offend Sean Taylor and his family. 
when you are running first in the pantheon of shittiest organization, when you have the Orioles 25 miles down the road, you are a shit show of yeah. an organization because the Orioles are a shit show. Yeah. But the, the skins are the Muhammad Ali 1964 it's of shit shows. Really, really bad. Um, and Snyder was too scared to go out on the field to show his face. Because he was going to get booed, booed mercilessly. Exactly. Yes. And the shrapnel would have hit Sean Taylor's family. But I heard Bill Simmons dis- Yeah. I heard Bill Simmons describe Dan Snyder. He said he shook his hand once and he's got a dead fish handshake. And you can <laughs> I would judge I always judge a man by his handshake. Well so, well all right, what's worse, a dead fish or a Johnny Hardass handshake? I'll take the Johnny Hardass. That means you, are, you you've got you've what, got some keonis behind you. What about a dude who's clearly bigger than you? A pro wrestler, football player, D tackle, Aaron Donald, a pipe fitter, Hulk Hogan. You really want his fir, fir, firm full grip? I, I I know he's a man. I know he's got some <laughs> shit behind him. Well, you don't and need it. You don't need to have your hand crushed. Fish. You know, Dexter that Manley. Is. Dexter Manley famously would kill people's hands. On handshakes. I shook Dexter's hand once. And, and you, did you survive? I survived. It, it was at um, <laughs> it was at the Bobby Mitchell. Yeah. Oh hi Jay, nice to meet you. <laughs> oh shit, Dexter, easy <laughs> down, Dexter down. <laughs> uh, the halftime ceremony included no speeches or recognition. It lasted just a minute or two, and the video they played on the jumbotron was clearly slapped together at the last minute. So I heard somebody. I heard somebody say, "I don't know what uh, one of the ninety-seven podcasts I listened to." Somebody say, "I hope this wasn't done to cover up of something about the emails." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Of course it was. You had to ask that question. I know. Yeah, it was T. It was T. Schrager. That's what it was. Yeah, and 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 yet it not only didn't cover it up, but it it made it bigger. It drew attention to it, sort of like trying to light a match in a bathroom after a big shit. It hasn't covered up the shit smell. It's just added a new toxic smell. You have sulfur and shit. Congratulations. I would hate to be a fan of that team. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, you're a fan (laughs) of the Steelers who won last night. It was like pulling teeth against the uh, Geno Smith-led Seahawks. How would you like a couple things? One, Russell Wilson coming out for the the, uh, overtime coin flip. In, yeah. in in just a sweatsuit. Have you ever seen that before? Never seen that one. That was a new one. <laughs> As if, oh, I'm going to take the coin flip here. Stand back, everybody. Did you see Russell Wilson warming up before the game? Okay, I'm glad you said that. Yes, I did. But I saw, I saw something far worse. Uh, Pete Carroll is, a, is an NFL coach of many years, right? Yes. Pete Carroll played football, right? Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll might be the worst thrower of the football I've ever seen. This is the second week, second week I've seen him warming up. He can't throw he, football correctly. He can't throw? No. Do you Anybody throw, who's throw? <laughs> He is. I was watching. I was like, that's the worst motion I've ever seen in my entire life. And you're an NFL coach. And I respect you. Yeah. But you can't throw a football, Pete Carroll. But, but yes, I saw Russell warming up. Yes. It, well, he, Russell Wilson was warming up like he was a kid in the yard with no friends, pretending to play the game to the point where he was even taking a knee like he was in the huddle calling plays. <laughs> it better be to throw the ball up and caught it like <laughs> I used to do in the oh, backyard by did, myself. Did you do that? 
Yeah, hell yeah, and and made up shit as I went along. Oh yes. my god, Jay, I did too. Every every kid who loved football did. I wish we lived next door to each other. That would have been <laughs> so great. We wouldn't or, have had to do that. I I would throw, throw the, ball. the ball against the house for that, hours. Yeah, on end. Yeah, I threw a ball. I threw a football to myself at night during Christmas season. Uh, to an imaginary little pylon in the corner of my yard at, at the idyllic 7903 Stirrup Cup Lane on the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, because I wanted to like try to pretend of them just getting inside the pylon. I dive for it. I toe-tap <laughs> it. I do all that. And I like being outside because the Christmas lights on the front of the house lit everything up, and it made it feel like a magical night game. What a fucking loser I was. No, it's or called a kid. Being, I was gonna kid say, with dreams and kid with imaginations. Yes. 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 I would watch Monday Night Football in my parents' room. It was the only room upstairs that had a TV, and they had a big king-size bed, and it allowed first, little Stevie First, first to, world problems, by the way. What? Oh, <laughs> fuck you. You had these same problems. <laughs> Huxtable <true>. Jr. <laughs> okay, very good point. No, very but but, but I, I, would, I would watch up there because my parents were usually watching something else. But they had a big king-size bed, and it was perfect with my little sort of pillowy football, some, you know, souvenir type thing. I would throw it to myself and dive on their bed constantly. For the whole game, I would dive over the corner. I would flop onto it. I would jump on it, all while watching Monday Night Football. Wait a minute. You had a brother of about two years older than you, right? Yes. I don't know what he was doing at the time. I was going to say. What? Yeah. What the hell was... I don't know. I'll ask Jim. Uh, Next time I talk to Jim, I'm like, bro, how come you didn't come play football with me in mom and dad's bedroom while watching Monday Night Football? Right. Okay. Well... Where did you watch Monday Night Football as a kid? <clears throat> um, on our TV in the uh, family room. Okay, <laughs> like said, nothing wrong with that. Times. And your dad, your dad watched it with you. Um, no, actually, let me take that back. I'm lying because I was only allowed to watch till nine. So I usually, when Howard Cosell came on, it was time for bed. I do. I don't think I ever saw a halftime half highlight. Game. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you didn't, I ever saw. You didn't see Howard's halftime highlights ever. I, it was time for bed, nine o'clock. You're gone. And your parents ran you. They... Strix gone out. Wow. Okay, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough love, right now, there. Now, no, I didn't have no. Okay, here. So full disclosure, I, I am the youngest. So by the time my parents got to me, Zabe, I literally could do. I didn't buck the system like my brothers did. They bucked the system, did a lot they, of shit, got in they, trouble. They broke the system for you? Right. He was, when I was, <laughs> when I got my license, here was my curfew. My mother and father said, if you're going to be home after midnight, call. That was it. I could literally come and go as I please because I never bucked the system. And I didn't kill their trust. So Good. Yeah. There I, you go. I, I could do anything. There you yes. go. But you didn't get to see Howard Cosell. Six-minute highlights. Cause I, Six. Cause I went to bed at 9 o'clock like my folks told me to. Six-minute highlights. And yeah. now we go around the league as young Jay Cottrell is tucked into his bed. Let's <laughs> get after nine, it. Dan Fouts and the Chargers <laughs> of San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and there he is, right there. And there, he, right, there he is, right there. The Purdue product with speed to burn and a penchant for the end zone. <laughs> Fucking A, great. Okay, we got other stuff to talk about. You want to talk about Charles Sapienza, our former program director at 980 in D.C., who is now the program director at 106.7 in Baltimore? Yes, because I heard Andy. Andy, didn't, you guys didn't mention him by name when you said the guy who uh, <laughs> made up the worst the worst morning show in the history of radio. Well, so that would I'm, be the man I'm, cave. Now, now listen, yes, I, yes. Chuck. It is. It was. It, it is. It was. And and Chuck was the de facto PD at the time, but Chuck resigned over it. You know that, right? Yes, because he was going to die on that hill. Well. But he he didn't want to be associated with it. Like they forced him to put that show together. That was not his idea. Really, you believe that? Uh, I think. I don't believe that. So I believe why, that was his idea. Because, because so if it's his show, it. if it's his show that he believed in, and it was failing miserably because it was one of the worst ideas ever for a show. Yes. Why would he not stick around and try to keep it alive? It lasted four months. It lasted four months. I thought it was four weeks. I'd have to get with Andy on that. It was short well, lived. I told you the story about uh, one of the, the account sales reps. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop. It's going to get like, better, isn't no, it? No, it's not. I go no. He no. <laughs> just it, a look of exasperation and then stormed off. So I have always said he. I mean, like like uh, Lane, like Clay Helton. The only reason he was program director was because there was nobody left standing. He, right. he didn't get he didn't give off merit, talent, or any or personality or anything like that. Yeah. So um, a Friday night, we're coming home from eating, and I don't normally listen to talk radio here, but for some reason I was, and there was a segment, Saban. It was called "Ask the PD." He literally carved out two hours. So yeah, you told me he was going to do that. How did that go? I was going to tweet, and I should have, because I don't. I'm not in the business. I never will. I said this shows how terrible his radio instincts are that he put himself on the air. Yeah, but what if it was a great show? It what wasn't a great show. What if it slapped? It was, was there a lot was, of callers no. going, "Hey, you're doing a great job, man. I love the lineup. Really love the features you do. Keep it up." Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> or do they just and, ask? As, and as we and as we both know, callers mean everything in yeah. radio. No, yeah. No, they don't. It was. It was. I. I should have. I should have recorded and sent it to you and said that. And then he. Then he propped himself up. Well, I. I, I produced all over. I was. I was the producer for when John Thompson was number one. No, you weren't. That was CJ. Yeah. So don't. Don't. Don't lie. Don't. No, number don't one. Remember, don't. When was he number that's what, one? That's what he said. I don't remember that either. No, number Maybe. one in what? Demographic never. Eight, never. Eight, it's never seven, close to seven, number one. Our AM stick to, never whiffed, <laughs> sniffed number one. Jesus. In any fucking demo. 12 plus, one. men 25, 54, left-handers 18 to 32. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was going to say. He I mean, was number one in, in left-handed kids who had red hair and and wore eyeglasses. That was that was the number one demo he was in. Oh, my God. Well. I know. I can make you can make up anything in radio, like religion. You can make you can make a verse say anything in radio. You can you can prop yourself up yeah. and make it seem like just you, call yourself I, call yourself the fastest growing. Because there you go, right? Right? Because grassroots, right? Because toenails don't grow fast, 
but they grow faster than, say, you know, your height, which doesn't grow at all. <laughs> Toenails grow at a little tiny slow pace, but it's at least faster than some other people or things. Uh, you want to yeah. talk about Brian Rice and Pat Forty and the call letters for the sports he- animal in Kentucky? You didn't Kentucky? hear about this? No. No, in, in Tennessee. You oh, in Tennessee, so, not Kentucky. So Tennessee played uh, Ole Miss over the weekend. Yes. And the fans threw, just went on a – ran amok and just threw everything on the field. Pat Forty, and I follow this in real time, he called the fan base petulant. Okay. So Brian Rice is some slapdick from uh, – the sports animal yeah. in in uh, Knoxville, and I, I hope you have fans there. So he said, and I'm paraphrasing. I just I, I just want to say this: uh, Pat Forty is banned from our station. And if anybody, <laughs> yes, Brian Rice, I, I got to get it. And he said, if anybody has him on, I will fight them. <laughs> It's a, okay, here we go. It's the Brian Rice. It's a small thing at by Pat Forty, and you won't care. But you're banned from our radio station at Sports Radio WNML in Knoxville, and I will literally fight anybody on our staff who tries to have you on. You are not welcome here. Tennessee fans have had enough of people like you. Pat Forty's response. Oh darn. <laughs> oh, darn. Loved it. Loved it. I would Loved hope, it. I would By the way, this guy, Brian Riss, slapped it. You see the picture. Okay. He's got, a, he's got a suit and tie on with a headset. Nobody Good. does that. <laughs> a 1989 call. They want their radio right. headshot back. Right, so right, right. What would be great is if, like, the very next segment, whoever was hosting on the station – all right, we welcome on Pat Forty right now to talk yeah. about this debacle of a game. <laughs> and then have this guy, Brian Rice, fight the guy and get his ass kicked in yes. one fell swoop. Next segment, Pat Forty, and get your ass kicked. <laughs> yes. I wonder if this guy got fired today or got put on suspension because he literally just melted down all over the weekend. Got in oh fights God. with with Barry Parrish, just er, just, just hey, everybody from CBS. He's trying to raise his profile in the business. He's trying right. to get followers, get attention. You know, rock the boat, defending the honor of the volunteer football program, which has been shit on a good day and irrelevant on most days. Yeah, but it was hysterical. Just to say, I, I wanted to say, dude, you just maybe have killed your career in <laughs> 60 characters or less. I hope you're happy about that. Meanwhile, you think that certain game stringers on radio, meaning the on-site guys who say, all right, let's go out now to um, you know, pick a name. Bob Smith, yeah. who's at yeah. the Auburn game. Bob, what's happening? Well, second yes. quarter here. Looks like Auburn's driving for what could be the go-ahead score. Earlier in the game, a pick six by Alabama has put them up by 10. Back to you in the studio, 444 to go here, second quarter. Okay, what you just did is what a game stringer is supposed to do. What you just did. What I have, what I heard yesterday, oh, this team is just imploding before our eyes. Uh, they need they need new they need new everything, and I'm like, you're a stringer. Just give it the score and the time. No, you're late. All I need. Yeah, I mean, I know you're you're the fifty bucks you're getting from being at a game at one o'clock on a Sunday. It's one of the most awful things ever. But nobody needs your commentary, and nobody cares about your commentary. I'm frankly surprised they still have them in today's oh. day and age. Well, Odyssey does. What that's CBS, yeah. 
yeah, I guess they still believe in it. So weekend shows feel like they need a, to pay a warm body who's already at the game. They're not paying to send them there. They're not giving them hotel or travel, but they're like, hey, would you do reports for us twice an hour as we yeah. do whip arounds? And we will pay you literally $50 is usually the stipend. Has It's been that forever. I don't think they've gotten a raise. But some guys do a lot of stringing at a lot of sporting events. They kind of piece that together and make a quasi-living out of it. Now, I, I do remember loving Sundays with Tony Bruno and listening to those people. That was very cool. It's a final. Oh, you know, <laughs> I know. That was the, still, by the way, the best weekend show in the history of radio. Right. And it's, and it's not, well, besides the Steve Zabin show on Thank Saturday, you. ding, Thank ding. You. But there's, there's no second place. That was the best weekend show in the history of radio. But in 1992, for example, you didn't know what was happening between Auburn and Alabama or what was going on between Oregon and Arizona State because there was no internet. So you had to listen right. to radio that gave you live updates. Maybe you'd catch something on TV. I mean, cable TV was, you know, ESPN had the – did the ESPN have the crawl or the ticker back then? I'm not oh, sure God, they did. No. no. Right. So you're flying blind on a Saturday afternoon – in 1992, and you're hanging on those Stringer's reports. What's going on? How is this game currently in favor of so and so? I just don't believe they're. I don't believe they're still doing it nowadays. That's crazy. What's a waste of fifty bucks? Well, what's more, what's more non important that or a update guy on a sports radio station? No. See, now, I can get, I can get this an is where I, my phone. I know, but this is where I disagree. I believe that an update guy with the right mix of stories can do a good service to give somebody, here's what's going on, bing, bang, boom, give it a minute, run through some stuff, give me the latest, who's injured, who's practicing today. The stuff you'd have to look up on your phone, you might have to go chasing it down in a lot of places. Like, let's say it's Thursday, and you don't know if your quarterback's going to play on Sunday. Did he practice today? That's your that, okay, that, that's have true. That, okay? That, if, they were out, if they were out at the, the park, whatever they call it, wherever yeah. you are. Yeah, and it's... There's, there's an argument to, may, to be made for that. Um, meanwhile, Diana Tarazi, maybe the greatest women's basketball player in I've the said history that she of is. women's basketball players. Well, Cheryl Miller, but Tarazi's okay. on the Mount Rushmore. Okay. Diana Tarazi apparently did not come to the losing press conference. They lost game seven of the dub finals. After, after <clears> being <throat> up by 19 at one point. So was it game seven of the finals? It was again. By the way, WNBA loves the, to beat the drum that we don't get any notoriety. Nobody, you know, we 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 deserve the same piece of the pie as the men. Yeah, seven people knew that that game was being played yesterday. Well, you, you did. So apparently, they blew a huge lead and they didn't come out for the losing press conference. Bad, yes. bad form, right? Yeah. Well, because the two days before. Her and Brittany Griner were at the press conference yucking it up, uh, and no problem. And then you lose. That's the wet. I hate that more than anything. People who don't show for a losing press conference. Yeah, that's that's weak sauce right there. That's the worst thing in sports. That's the, like people don't shake hands after a game. I I, I would fight somebody <laughs> on another team if they didn't shake my hand. Okay, I, okay, I hate okay that. Brian Rice. I know, I know. I would literally. Fight somebody. Yeah. <laughs> what about a perfunctory handshake that's not genuine? Good game. That's good okay. Game, good game. Good game. Good yeah. game. Yeah. By the way, okay, we 
you played Little League, that was the worst thing ever. The, to the handshake after the game, but you had to do it because that built character. Yeah. Speaking of the dub, did you see the story about the two players for the Atlanta Dream? No. <laughs> they got married? No. Headline, oh, okay. two dream players involved in fight near popular Atlanta food truck. Oh, wait a minute. Courtney, oh. Williams, Courtney Williams and Crystal Bradford got involved in a melee with several other people, and the team initially was like, well, yeah, okay, it's, you know, whatever, and they, they didn't do anything about it. Then more footage came out, and it was like, Holy shit, this is a fucking beatdown. These two gals from the WNBA beat the shit out of some civilian woman just trying to get a taco. I mean, they're they're real big, and she's throwing, and there's like three other chicks taking her. It's like a four-on-one handicap match. (laughs) In the the words of Kramer, this is a cat fight. Oh. But, I mean, really bad. And, of course, people are there taking vertical video. The team had to then decide to release both players of their own team. Oh. Okay, I'm looking at the picture of these two chicks. Do not mess with them. No. 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 The food truck was titled Tenders and Bites. (laughs) Yes. Tenders Uh, and Bites. These chicks are throwing down. Oh, yeah. How did this start? That's what I want to know. Uh, hold on. Did you just ask, how did this start? Yeah. Jay, you're not that naive, are you? Started the way all this dumb shit started, with somebody disrespecting somebody I mean, else. I mean, was it somebody cut in line? Sure. That's, a, that, that's what I mean. And cut I in line, know. made a remark about someone's shorts, talked shit about their boyfriend, Brought up the Atlanta Dreams record. Who knows? I, no, no, no. You I, disrespected I I, me, so now it's go time. Former Brown player, Kaylani Brown. Kaylani Ooh, I Brown. Know, I think we no, no, no race or no race check for this. <laughs> no <fight>. race check. <laughs> I, I, I think we know. Anyway, think we know. the Atlanta Dream, and you know, Doctor King, got to be rolling in his grave. <laughs> I have a dream. <laughs> I have a dream to have a WNBA team named after me and to have two African-American women kicked off the team for beating the living shit out of people in front of a taco Fight, truck. Fighting at a food truck. That's oh what we call them. That's diversity. <laughs> that's, that's not circle of life. That's not diversity. That's just bad behavior. Hey, there was a black dude who ran on the field during the Steeler game. You maintain my people don't, don't do that shit. We don't do that. That is white people shit, <laughs> as I people like to say. <laughs> that is. That is. And, and that why, is. why is it that it's white people shit? Because our white privilege allows us to run on the field and not worry about getting shot to death? I have no reason for this. Everyone I've ever seen, Zabe, has been a white person. That's kind of sure, true. I'm, I'm sure somebody. But, 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 but. like, like like the DC sniper, we have outliers. We did right, exactly. You typically don't have black serial killers. Yes. And you typically don't have black murderers who like take eyeballs out and turn them into click clacks. Right. But we, normally our crimes are killing a uh, a mother of four. Oof. 
you know, in, in, in broad daylight. That's stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. But yes, but I saw the guy, and it was at a Steeler game. I was like, what is this? Because yeah. they normally don't show it. They, we're not going to, we're not going to show this, but yeah. he ran, he ran right in the middle of the field on the first snap. Meanwhile, here comes the Coach O stories out of the woodwork at LSU. Have you heard the one about how he apparently hit on a woman at the gym he was working out in? Who was pregnant, that one? Pregnant and married, told him so. He said, yeah, so what's the problem? She turned out to be like the wife of of the CEO of some major company that supported LSU and then went back and told on it saying, yeah, Coach O just, you know, asked me out. The fuck? Well, okay. You, do you remember when, when uh, LSU won the uh, national championship? Oh, uh, yeah. It was just two years ago, Jay. <laughs> it was okay. a hot second ago with Joe Burrow okay. and a whole bunch of really good players like Jamar Chase, who, by the way, is killing it right now in the NFL. He couldn't catch in August. He was going to be like this okay. great bust. And it's like, no, he's great now. Okay. So they went to the White House. And uh, about two or three years ago, there was a song. Uh, and uh, it's called Get the Gat. Get the Gat. Right. Get the gun. Gat's okay, good. If, if you look at a YouTube video, LSU, Get the Gat White House, it is probably the hottest MILF I've ever seen. Dancing with the team. Apparently, her husband is a big donor, and she got to go to the White House again. The hottest milf I've ever seen, not in porn. <laughs> I'm not I'm just being a hundred. The hottest milf ever, not in porn, and she was in the video. So, if those are the outliers, oh my <laughs> fucking god! Thank you. Wow! I did not make that up. Thank Whoa! You. What a screamer she is. <laughs> and her husband is like. Uh, a big donor with the team, and they got to go to the White House. So that's the kind of talent they have. I can understand Coach Joe. Wow. Yeah. I, okay. I think I watched that video like 19 times just for her. Yeah. The video does have 1.3 million views. Yeah, LSU and- Tigers do the Get the Gat Challenge at the White House. Yes. I was like, I don't know who she is, but. <laughs> yeah, she's got, got high cheekbones, thin nose. Symmetrical face, nice lips, smoking hot body, blonde, kapow. Probably yes. 37 years old, right yes. in the yes. prime of her sexual life. Mm-mm-mm. 37 to 45, another great demo. That is a good demo, but I don't think <laughs> John Thompson was number one in that either. <laughs> perfectly honest with you and everybody else. So, yeah, so here was here, – <laughs> <laughs> Here was Orgeron about what he plans to do now. And do you plan on coaching next year? No. No, I just got paid seventeen million dollars. Yeah, and Clay Helton are going to buy a boat together and sit and go. We count their money. I want to take a little time off. You know, I'm sixty years old. I've coached for thirty-seven years. Uh, I think I'm gonna have enough money to buy me a hamburger. And uh, every once in a while, maybe a double meat cheeseburger, a sock. I want to take a little time off to find out what direction I want to be in. You ask me if I think today I'm not going to coach it. That might be different a month from now. But right now, I want to take a little time off, spend with my kids. You spend with my kids. Bullshit. Yeah. The Urban Meyer uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now that I'm unfettered by being responsible for this massive football program, I'm going to chase Poon like you cannot believe. 
Wait a minute. I thought he was married. That That's over? I don't think so. He, okay, had, I, he had girlfriends coming to practice, allegedly. And, okay. and the girlfriend's kids were taking part in team drills, Jay. Oh, he was asking to get fired. <laughs> he was asking to get fired then. I, no, a, a it, it, he, oh, by the way, he just got divorced. Well, Kelly Orgeron was his wife. And hold the phone for a second. Okay, no, she is not the MILF in the Get the Gat Challenge. <laughs> no, because if she, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be kicking her out of bed. Well, no, she's Look, she's a very fine looking woman. Fine looking, age appropriate, but man, she has got the desperate starvation thigh gap of a well-kept middle-aged woman <laughs> with a lot of Botox in her face, and you look at her going, "God, you look hungry, dear. Can I feed you, please? Something." Yeah, well, Ed Orgeron's coming up on salad days. He was who we thought he was. He, he was the same coach that failed at USC, that failed – where else was he? I mean, he, he failed a couple times. Long-time assistant, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Right, yes. right. He just caught lightning in a burrow, so to speak. There are people still to this day at USC who said it was a mistake letting him go. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. All right, what do you think about the Jake Odorizzi 15-minute warm-up? You and Andy, I heard two two angry men over this. It was it was literally. I listened to all this, by the way, in my lunch hour. So oh, thank you. It was it was the funniest thing. Were we wrong? He's a, he's a, yes, he's a what? starting pitcher. See? There's a whole warm up different than relievers. Use him they in the can, use him in the fucking third inning when he's warmed up. This is a you problem. It's not an us problem. You, it's, it's not. You, you are allowed to replace your shit pitcher who gave up a grand slam with whatever shit pitcher you want that's ready for the game. And those are the rules. You get well, as rules much time are an ass. as you need. The rules now, are an ass is what the rules are. <laughs> that should yeah, not I, be I, the I, case. This is why you have a thing called a bullpen so guys can warm up without interrupting the flow of the game. You know, pitchers, starting pitches, it takes them like 20 minutes to, to get loose. Okay. Because it's like 10 minutes of long toss. All right. And then, yeah, Legit it, it's a que- lot of shit. I don't care. That's on your time, not mine. Legit question. <laughs> if Odorizzi gets the call, you're in. He's like, oh, really? Oh, damn, I wasn't ready. I got to take a smash. Do we wait for him to take a shit before he comes in to warm up? Making a 15-minute warm up 25 minutes? I'm going to say yes. Well, you're fucking crazy, then. I well, I I know what pitchers go through. <laughs> it's a lot of shit to get loose. You're just sympathetic for them. Okay. Well, no, what if true. what if it was thirty? I, what if I'm it was a, what if it was thirty minutes? What then? Okay. Well, then there's a point. But I'm a baseball nerd. I know this. Okay. Time now for FTG. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, what do we got? You know what? I, I, I'm not giving it to Jason Whitlock, but I'm giving it to my, my other hatred. Where was Al Michaels last night? Why did I get my Tarico? <laughs> the Italian stallion, my Tarico. Because apparently calling 17 games a year is too much for Al Michaels and his I, I, $4 million salary. I, I I wasn't I'm not fucking those guys, but I'm like, why could I not get Al Michaels? 
you really need to take a day off from a eight game a schedule. I mean, maybe yeah. NBC Sports gets my fuck that guy. But well, just, I was like, in, why is Mike Tirico on here? In part, they promised Tirico the chair, but Al doesn't want to leave it, so they got to give Tirico a few few starts every year. Are you a Tirico fan, by the way? I'm a Tirico stan. I know you don't care for him personally and his uh, abandoning he, of his racial roots, but as a play-by-play man, he has, great. He has I, few I, peers. I, 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 yeah, prop, yeah. Proper, great in, golf. proper inflection, proper punch-up of big plays, total command of the teams and the players and everything else, knows the rules unlike most announcers. He's really, yes. really good. I know, but thinks good. he's a white Italian from Brooklyn. <laughs> or Queens, I'm sorry, Queens. Yeah. All yeah. right, my FTG this week goes to not a person, goes to a thing, Jay. Goes to the big C, cancer. Fuck cancer. No, don't tell me somebody that we know died or something. Not died, but Dick Vitale I saw said that. today that he, after having skin cancer, now has lymphoma and will undergo six months of chemotherapy. It is a rare form of cancer and the second time in the span of a few months he's been diagnosed with it you know he does say it does say it's a 90 percent cure rate so that's good but he's 82 years old i was gonna say he's up there in age and chemo kicks your fucking ass like i said saw it firsthand anyway national treasure dick vitale hang in there fight the good fight dick jay always a pleasure to be with you and as our friend and mentor ken beatrice once said bye bye now all right, that's a wrap for me today. Thank you so much for downloading and being part of the Zabecast Nation. Spread the word and help keep this thing growing. And if you can't get enough of me, who can't, subscribe, and then you get a fifth day every week of varying flavors. Sometimes I put something else behind the old paywall. And I thank each and every one of you with a deep Johnny Carson-like bow with my hands in front of me for that $5 a month you trust me with. I'll keep delivering the content I do if you still subscribe. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on site to make winning this season your best ever with MyBookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than MyBookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, and when you win, get paid. 
More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022.